So Gus, why, we're gonna get Adam Spurrier on, on the line and he's gonna tell us about his feelings about the handmaid. Okay, cool. Adam, hi. Our East hi. Coast correspondent, Adam Spurrier. <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ceramics Podcast. Thank you. Thanks um, for coming, Adams. I'm so so happy you came all the way over to our recording studio for this. Yeah, it's yeah. great to hang out. It was fun. Where are you? Where are you in the world right now? I am in Massachusetts, where I grew up. What part? Um, in the South Coast, sort of in Massachusetts, but it's kind of closest to Providence more than anywhere else. Could you describe in paces how far from the ocean you are right now? uh 50 paces I that's believe. pretty that's pretty good that's yeah pretty good yeah. is it so pretty it's really pretty it's starting to warm up a little more here and get more green and more flowery is it one of those things where you walk out the door and you're like i can't believe there's a pandemic yeah it's really weird like it rained today and like we went for a little walk uh my partner and i walked our dog and it just so it smelled so like lush and wonderful and we're we momentarily got really happy and then we're like oh yeah corona uh have, <laughs> do you miss do you miss the studio adam yeah i miss it a lot i'm trying to figure out how to go about it here or there's a bunch of studios around that are have potential but you know i don't know I, I'm also thinking of just getting some clay and then figuring out firing when I need to. Yeah. Oh, so either way, you're gonna, but you're you're going to do something. You're thinking about something. Something clay. Yeah, I started carving a bunch. I brought a bunch of hardwood with me um, from my studio, and Good. started doing some cool carving. I brought. I have like a bunch of chisels that I got over the course of my life. Carving is for real the new ceramic. It's really satisfying. Everybody's this, trying to get in on it. Yeah. If you listen to the last episode of the Ceramics Podcast, you would know that Gus's dream hobby, aside from his other 17 hobbies, is wood carving. Like that's what he wants to do next. Yeah. Yeah. And if you really love wood carving, you should read The Lost Carver by David Esterly, one of the best books about craftsmanship in the history of craftsmanship books. Like What's it called? Say the, it again. Uh, the Lost Carving. It's so good. The Lost Carvings. The Lost Carver. The Last Carver. Hey, welcome to the Ceramic Podcast. It's ceramics Podcast? The Carver. <laughs> the Ceramics Podcast is soon going to be called the Wood Carving Podcast. Because <laughs> we're all just going to be whittling. Yeah. <laughs> like co competitive whittling. Man, I can't wait. Oh, can we do that next time? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you carving? Are you um, like I was just practicing doing lettering. So I just have some like weird cutoffs of some walnut and was just like I carved out made it like a relief of my initials with like a face. Cool. I also cool. have <laughs> We're like so tell us more. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty fun. It came out pretty nice. Did I'm you just to do it again? I did, did it outside, which was nice too. Did you just start going at it, or did you watch a YouTube video to, tutorial? Um, I had, when uh, I had been doing, or started almost doing before um, the pandemic, uh, doing some woodblock prints. So I had like carved out something, so I had some practice about like getting detail that I wanted in like relief mode. So I just kind of took it there into my cutoff 
walnut. I got I got too overwhelmed with all of the like I watch way too many old craftsmen on YouTube talk about like how I needed to buy this specific like fifty dollar chisel if I wanted yeah. to get into it. They do. And that. I just got too overwhelmed. Yeah. But maybe I'll maybe I'll get back into it. What I what I found and just stumbled upon this, I got like the real crappy chisels, like the four piece chisel set that they sell at, like Home Depot. Yeah. Um and it was kind of too big, but mostly it's good and you kind of figure your stuff out from there. Yeah. Like you're like, oh these are great. I wish I had this other one and you get a little set. And you've been teaching at Brooklyn Wood for like four or five years now, right? Yeah, Brooklyn Wood and Carving. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. What's it called? I don't know what you mean. I don't know <laughs> either. Why Bro- lower Brooklyn Clay, carving I think. is white hot. I saw a New York Times wrote an article about it. Oh, they did? No. no, I'm just kidding. No, that's like the natural progression from ceramics <laughs> is glass. So no one's gonna care about like no already people are like don't don't care about ceramics and now it's like people are gonna be like really into glass, but I think it's just gonna skip all of that. Well, but glass has the same problems with ceramics. You need like even more so a giant studio and very specific things. Um, Yeah, Yeah, it's really easy to clean wood shavings up off your carpet. (laughs) So I think think it's gone from glass to ceramics (laughs) to wood. Maybe. I think because I think you can just watch a couple videos where like you could just do it yourself. Wait, and then next, what you should do next because it's summer and you have to have social distance, sandcastle, competitive sandcastle. <gasps> oh my God. Everyone can do it. That's not even, yeah, you're right. Let's, I'm already on it. Let's all go to Rockaway. You know who does really good sandcastles? Marcel Zama. If you follow Marcel on Instagram, you'll see his like, his sandcastles are major. Yeah. Um, so, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned to you, Adams, that I had these two handmade, um, slab-made, beautiful coffee mugs that I um, chipped the the very refined rim on, on both of the same, like they were both the same shape, um, and I chipped one, and then I started using the other one, and then that I chipped that one. So now I'm in the market for like new, uh, new coffee mug tea i mean i don't drink coffee so it's really for tea that's i still can't get over that you just don't drink coffee well i had a latte over the weekend however uh yeah Ooh, what's that it's a little hawk and demo piece oh yeah but check out i don't remember this person's name I don't remember that, but Isn't I that a goofy one? Buzzers, That's yeah. nice. I don't like that handle though. Yeah, it is a little It's like hard to too hold. clunky, clumsy. So and then <laughs> go ahead. Well, you were this is a podcast so you can't have to describe stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you like? Okay, first of all Just listen to the silence and you'll understand what I, I'm doing. <laughs> I have no I've idea. I've had a long career in radio, Cammy. <laughs> it's so bad. I think. Oh. So that what, sounds like you had a long career in radio. I know. It's like his one month career in radio. Like a couple really weeks, him he was fired. 
It's a, it's a puddle. He's a puddle of a man. <laughs> oh. Um, so what do you think? So what do you think I should do? What do, how do I buy a coffee mug? Even though I'm a ceramicist and I know what I like, I just can't like spend more money on something I know I'm going to break. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything wears out. The tires in your car wear out. That's Some true. Ceramic just wears out. Yeah, one of the best things cups do are break. But you can get a new one after. It's really nice. It gives you a reason to uh, get new stuff in your house. I still don't understand why, Cammy, you're getting rid of them even though they just had, how big is the chip? I mean, well, the one is, was really bad. I had to toss it. Like I couldn't, it was like right where your lip goes. This next one, the chip is on right by the handle. So your lip doesn't hit it, which is better. Um, but still, so I've been, I've been going with it for now, knowing that I can't, you know, the artist that made it is in France and I won't be replacing it anytime soon with her work. And even though if you buy two mugs from someone and you break them within a month of each other, should you buy that person's work again? Well, it depends if it's your fault that you broke it or it just broke. I, I've made mugs off and on for a long time at this point. And I actually had one someone bought some mugs when I was really kind of focused into it and they came back like a week later and said they were pouring it was like an earthenware mug that I drew on for a long time painted on with uh, colored slips and the lady came back like a week later it was like I was pouring hot water in for tea and the mug just shattered (laughs) (laughs) so I I let her choose another mug, or I gave her a <laughs> refund. <laughs> I, uh, my my favorite ceramic artist Beth Lowe one time bought a mug of mine, and she filled it up with tea, and then like went to her desk and sat down and had the cup sitting on top of like a stack of paperwork, and the glaze fit was so bad on it that the coffee just leached through the bottom of it and oh. ruined all of her paperwork. And I offered to either give her a new one or give her a refund. And I'm pretty sure she just asked for a refund. Oh, that sucks. You're like, she, she's like, I want my money back. Your teacher's yeah, yeah. like, I really want, like, I failed in so many ways. I just yeah, want my money back. Yeah. I think it was like a moment for me to try and learn a little bit. <laughs> Um, so my friend said that my friend Shane messaged me and was like, Cammy, what you should be making in the studio right now, because he loves to tell me what he thinks I should be making. What I think you should be making in the studio right now is things for the home, because that's where the future is. Any thoughts or feelings? I wonder if it would, um, like, for like two years, I've been trying to finish a toilet paper roll holder. Like, do you think, do you think, like, can I make some money off of that now? Yeah. Are people, are people going to like value those spaces so much? Like the weird spaces, the weird objects that have, that they were just there when they moved into their apartment? Yeah, totally. I actually. Like they, people have made decorative toilet paper holders for hundreds of years. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it, the market can't be that huge, but maybe now it's going to. 
Gus, that's, that's your niche. Are white yeah. Hot. <laughs> yeah. You can corner the market, Gus. So it, does your custom toilet paper holder have a place for a cigarette? It could. I mean, it just has, it's just like a little, it's like a little, little stand with a little roll and it holds a couple backup rolls. And then there's like a little wedge because I was imagining you could set your coffee cup on it. Oh, so it's like I a like little that. table. But maybe you could leave your cigarettes up there if you needed, or a little ashtray. Maybe a cell phone holder. Like a little, with a little prop on it so it can direct straight towards your face while you're on the toilet. That's terrible. But yeah. It's real life, man. <laughs> yeah. That's what life is now. <laughs> We're safe, so you could do your zooms from straight from the bathroom? Yeah. Well, you got to go sometimes. I mean, I think that my friend works in the she works in the home textiles industry and she's like they're doing okay you know that business is doing okay so maybe there is like some you know like niche markets for things that people are like i just need i just can't handle these hooks in my life anymore i want these ceramic hooks that look like fishes oh i have i have been like finally taking care of things in my apartment that have that I've just been living with for like almost a year now yeah, um, yeah. like what just like I built built a side table instead of carrying a stool from the kitchen counter over if I wanted to drink my coffee in my chairs instead of on my couch oh sweet yeah I'm not I'm not really buying stuff but I am I'm making stuff and just like like I bought new lights that I need to put up and I had given up on it, but I saw them the other day and I was like, okay, I can do this. Now's really? the time. Yeah. Um, Adams, are you making your temporary house a home? Yeah. Um, I, I'm getting 52 cubic yards of dirt delivered next this weekend and starting a garden. It's a little really? cold up here still, so I had to wait a little while. I mean, yeah. Adam, so, are yeah. you ever coming back to New York? Yeah, true. Exactly. <laughs> What's happening? Oh no, there's no work there. Everything is shut down. Wow. Steph, Steph and I went there uh, last Monday just to get some stuff, and we're having like a subletter kind of split the rent with us in our apartment just for the summer. Oh, sweet um yeah so it's good so we don't really have to move out and we don't i think we realized we could pay a little bit um and he's an old friend so we trust him but and he gets a cheap apartment all to himself pretty much so that's cool uh but we got a bunch of stuff and that was like just my impression of new york was and it's how it is everywhere but it was just very sad there like everyone just like all the things that make you want to be in new york are closed yeah, it's not good here. Yeah, thanks um, for that, Adam. It's a real but, fucking bummer. This is how the ceramics here bummer set podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hey, welcome to the Sad People Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Sad, sad first correspondent Adam per year. Um, I don't know if it, I'm. I don't know if I'm like. Do I want to be somewhere else or do I like? But I still, I still have FOMO of like not being in New York. Not that oh, like yeah. I would be doing anything at all. Um, yeah. but just being around like it was as scary it was for me and Seth 
um, just not wanting to get the pandemic virus. Uh, it was still really nice to be there and just like hang out or, oh, you know, the four hours we were there. Um, yeah, Prune yeah. and I went to Variety Coffee over the weekend. We got Ooh. we got oat milk lattes just like old times. That's awesome. See, yeah. that's so rad. Yeah. So not everything is like, you know, there are some things that you can definitely count on. Yeah, I bought a twelve dollar <laughs> sandwich today, so it was just like old times. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it was fifteen dollars worth of. It was like eight eight dollar nine. It's like ten dollars worth of oat milk lattes, and then I gave a three dollar tip, the guilt tip. Yeah. So, <laughs> Dude, that is, yeah. No, I can't, I can't. The essential worker frontline guilt tip. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's real. It is insane. Yeah, I hope they're making bank. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we could we could get back on track. I could tell you what I look for in a cup. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> please, anything to get out of this conversation. Oh, thanks for hosting this podcast. <laughs> no problem. We're, um, Gus and I are like, yeah, man, it's really fucking. But go on. Yeah, tell us. Uh, so I, being someone who's made cups uh, off and on for a, several, uh, 12 years, I would say, 14 years, 15, I, I really like cups. And... Going to Enseca is really fun because you get to see like all these people who their whole profession are making, you know, functional, artistic, functional uh, ceramics. Um, and they're at a whole level that I could never get close to of just like amazing perfection. But the things I really look for just generally, uh, the first is appeal, just if it's cool or not to me. But once I kind of figure out the maker or a couple couple cool options um, that appeal to me. I'll check the, I guess first and foremost, the comfort of the handle. Um, my, my, what I always tell my students when I'm teaching is, uh, as far as handles go, I like to have like a place to rest my thumb that my thumb can catch. So the, the weight of whatever liquid of the cup is doesn't tilt my hand down or hurt my wrist too much. And, um, just a choice of having like one or two or more fingers in the opening of the handle. And then the weight of the cup too. If it's like too heavy, um, sometimes that can just be too daunting. But on the whole other side of it, I'll also say that sometimes like a really cool mug on the surface is that's all you need. Like the style will just over overpower everything and it doesn't matter if it's you know ergonomically good or not. Yeah, I I've always had a really hard time buying mugs online, especially because like I I'm such a sucker for a good handle. Like if it's going to be a cup that I'm actually going to use a lot, I want it to like really function. Um, and Adams, I think I told you this, but like before I met you, I almost bought some of your work online. You were doing like an online cup sale like years ago. Oh, and oh, I like wow. downloaded the PDF and I was going to buy one of the mugs, but I I. I was like, like I couldn't figure out if it was like actually gonna work at all because they look so they like look so goofy. Yeah, your mug especially. I have one of yours that I use all the time, and like, you know, it, it's got like it's got that like big block handle with the hole punched out on it, and like it doesn't necessarily look like it'd be the best handle, but it actually like works great 
as a handle and you can like kind of hook your thumb on the top of it and keep the rest of your hand away and it's like it looks like it'd be really chunky but it's actually like pretty thin and light and like um yeah it i should have bought your mug back then <laughs> well you got you yeah, it'll never have an opportunity to get another one since he lives yeah. in Massachusetts now. <laughs> no, well, he's a woodworker now. Can't <laughs> oh yeah, right. Right. You'll right. get some whacker. I'll, I'll get into get wood turning, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I would love a lathe so much. Um, yeah, totally. I feel like I feel like I don't care as much about a place for my thumb as more than I like to have two fingers in it. But my fingers are very small, so like two of my fingers would equal like one of somebody else's big fat finger do you know what i mean so i don't and i don't like twisting handles i just like a just like a straight traditional like i don't like handles that do crazy things that you have to think about before you grab it i just want to you just want like a belt (laughs) a belt a what belt a belt handle just like a strip to hang on to yeah well yeah nothing fancy I mean, it could be fancy, but I want it to be like, I don't want it to be like, how do I hold this? And I have to like spend any kind of time. Also, if, <laughs> if uh, you know what you might be drinking, uh, putting in it the most, it, that can help. Because usually for me, I like drinking tea and I like just making, a, pouring a lot of tea in there so I don't have to keep getting up and going to the kitchen or something. Um, So I like big mugs just so I can fill it with tea and it's just at the very end, it just becomes water and that's totally fine with me. I love that too. But, uh, and I feel like a lot of mugs that I get, I trade with friends or that are really great exceptional mugs are always too small for me. And I'm not like a much of an, like a espresso person or something, but I have a lot of those cups. (laughs) <laughs> and they're great and they fit very well but i think size sh- size should matter um do you, did you bring something with you to to massachusetts did you bring a cup with you or no yeah I have yeah what did you bring with you i have one that i made recently it was like a faceted kind of large one with the kind of blocky handle um that gus was describing and it has these drawings of like kind of cat creatures on them. Wait, is it that giant yellow one? No, it's, <laughs> it's white. It's out of porcelain. Hey. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have Big another spender. one, a vintage one, of um, that's like a porcelain that has a demon on it that was slip trailed. And it has this really beautiful translucent pink glaze. It's like bubblegum. Um, it's a really beautiful glaze. Do you mostly use mugs that you make? Yeah, it's going back to the size thing because they're never like the mugs are never big enough for tea. So I just use mine all the time. Hmm. Okay, I'm learning a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Gus Gus uses like everyone's mugs except his own. Yeah. But Gus, yeah. when you are like designing- my mugs are awful to use though. Yeah, in their sculptural <laughs> objects. Yeah, they're really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but when you have a just... decal on it, it's gonna rub off if oh. you're not careful. <laughs> do you when you're designing mugs for Brooklyn Clay, do you use those to so you know what you did? 
Yeah, we haven't made that. Like the mugs that we've made for the most part have been like really specific things for clients. And those ones I'm not actually that into, but um, like I use the dinnerware that we make and yeah. like the, the plates and things like that. Um, and some of the water cups I I'm really like, but um, yeah, you you use your stuff a lot, don't you, Kim? I kind of well, I kind of go back and forth. Like I was using an Emily Goldfinger mug for like a couple months, and then two Amy Isaacs mugs in a row, and now I'm like, you know, I'm in the market. But I was wondering, I have another question for both of you. Have you ever been in the situation where you started using someone's mug and or anything of theirs handmade and you, it turned like something was wrong with it inherently in the design and you started to develop a little bit of animosity towards that artist? Oh. You were I like- haven't had, I haven't had that experience, but I could definitely see it happening. I got this like one little cup and had the best drawing on the side. And it was like, it was like the, like, the dumbest cartoon that I like love. And then every time I pick it up, I would be like, this foot sucks. So now I'm like. It was Gus's, right? <laughs> no. What? No, that's so There's weird. There's no feet no, on those. No. <laughs> no, it's just like, I don't want to say whose it is. And he was a student of mine. So I guess it's my, I guess I'm like really mad at myself. Oh yeah. For yeah. being like. You messed up, Kate. How did you let this out? How did you let this, how was it okay to like let this out into the world? Well, I also have mugs just because I have a lot of handmade mugs that I did and other people did that have different purposes. Like some I'll use every day or like every week and some are like special occasion ones. Um, and that could be relative to their preciousness or size. You know, there's a lot of reasons. So I think if I ever had that situation of like a mug that I thought was really great, but it just was kind of irritating too. I just bring it out once in a while. Oh, the special occasion. I like it. What about an ex-boyfriend that you hate? Would you throw break it? Yeah. Would you throw it? Yeah. If, if, if you hate them, no, try to sell it. <laughs> oh, right. Put it on eBay yeah. with like some sort of Google alert so they like get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's sold, just when it's sold. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. What do you do with your? Did that like when I was in undergrad? I had this boyfriend. Uh, we dated for a few years, and he was like a straight up potter. Like he would like throw a million of something, just like bang it out. And he made all these like terrible face mugs. They're so bad. Like nobody should should make them ever. But you know, it's like you make the mug, and then out of stoneware, and then you take two porcelain little balls and use put them in eyes and then you took make like little blue pupils and then you like put sculpt a nose on and sell it for like $25 he made do you have like a price that you're thinking about as far as selling <laughs> like I might be I might well, be interested oh no gosh they're so bad but um but what happened was he got really really good at pottery and my my mom loved his stuff but like my stuff was too wacky and like too out there that she didn't really like um she didn't really like my stuff at all so when i was like cleaning out my parents house like all this pottery like was my boyfriend's pottery like there was nothing of mine so what happened was a friend of my sister posted on instagram like 
oh, I have a vase by Kami Komako and I just love it. And it's on my kitchen table right now. And she took a picture and posted it. And it was literally by my ex-boyfriend. Whoa. I know. And I was like, should I tell her? And then I was like, nah. What was I going to uh, do? It's the worst story. <laughs> yeah, my my college girlfriend's parents have so much of my shitty undergrad pots. And like I really wonder if they're still just I don't yeah, they probably threw them all in the garbage. I they tried had so much of my shit. <laughs> my my parents have all my like pottery one ceramics from when I was a sophomore. And I tried to get them to throw away, and they wouldn't do it. And I see these boxes in like my dad's shed, like every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I wish he could throw them away because they haven't Isn't been out of the box since 2003. Oh yeah, but it'll be really funny. Like at some point, it'll be so funny to go look through those. And if if they've got space, like I still have a bunch of my stuff from high school and college that like my mom won't let me get rid of that's just at my parents' house. And like every now and again, she'll like put it out on like a, on like the mantle or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. And there's like, they're awful, but it's pretty funny when she, when I like go home and she's like got a, some fresh flowers and like a really shitty vase that's on a plate because there's an S crack in the bottom because I didn't compress it at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's so awesome. I love it. I love that your parents like, there's, there's, it's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, I was making like, I'm like, mom, I made you this for your birthday. And it was like a lump of clay that I painted pink with and then covered in glitter with all these ceramic candles going all these different directions. It looked like a mate, a pink mace. It was so bad. And she was, she like put it in my room and like, never. What <laughs> <laughs> was it? Like it was over. Um, on, an, on, a, on another note, my, you know, crew and I got back together. We used to date in high school and one of his, um, I saw one of his cousins at like a family holiday event recently. And he was like, oh my God, Cammie, I want to tell you, I have two of your high school paintings in the basement. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, no shit. Did you get to see him? Did they no. send you a picture? No, oh. he didn't, I didn't get to see him. I wish that would be so rad. Yeah. I think one was a smiley face with a bullet hole going through his head. That's so edgy. So punk. How'd you it come was, up with that? It was Were you listening to Dead Kennedys? I don't, okay. <laughs> it might just be, a, actually, it might just be a smiley face, no bullet hole. I was listening to the Happy Mondays. I don't know them. Oh my gosh, they're so fun. It's like um, Manchester dance music. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, all right. I guess. How much should I spend? So, on a, how how much should I spend on a cup? How much do you, would you guys spend on a cup? Uh, handmade. Yeah. I think that's up to you and your budget. I think yeah. I think for for the professional potters doing like these really nice mugs, like fifty dollars is kind of like almost lowballing a little. But. I would say expect to spend anywhere from like 25 or 30 to like 60. Um, it, if you say, say it was $80, would you use it? I mean, if you like spend $80 on a mug, would you use it? Yeah. 
You would yeah, pass. I, mean, I think I've seen you drink out of an $80 mug at least. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have like, I, I think I just don't buy stuff all that often. So when I do, like, I try to just not worry about that because I know, um, like, it's so much work for someone if you're if you're really just trying to make your living based off of making pots that um like I have a couple I have like one Lydia Johnson cup that she gave me that's like her newer cups but like those are pretty spendy but they're also like they're so labor intensive that even you know I think her prices are like a little above a hundred dollars and like I'm sure she's like you know she's not making like a killing mug per mug she's like you know working hard for that and I think I think a lot of potters like if you think about like time and um you know studio space and things like that like I understand why they get so expensive I mean yeah in New York to get to break even on some cups you have to charge like 50 bucks or something but 35 is like the going rate like the low end like average going rate I think I feel like I don't yeah, really but know. Pr probably not for like, like professional potters that like, like the potters that I think of. Even lately, it seems like the mug mug prices have like moved up to like eighty to ninety bucks for a lot of people, and maybe that's just who I'm looking at. But I, I mean, I know what you're like. I know what you're saying for sure. Like the real, yeah. the like high. The high, like the high end, not the like gallery high end, but like high end pots are just going to be ex more expensive. Yeah. Just yeah. Actually, like one of my favorite potters who I don't own any of her work, but like um, her work is like, like a mug is like 120 bucks and they're earthenware. And <laughs> uh, like I just, I know I'm either going to chip it or like I'm going to forget it in the sink and it's going to like get moldy or stained right away. And like, that's one that I just like haven't bought yet, but. But is that like, I'm not sure I would, I think I would put a $120 mug on the shelf and just put coins in it. Yeah. <laughs> put buttons in it or not well, put everything a, in it. I have a couple John Gill mugs that I got. Like one was in a trade and one was like as part of payment for something else. So I, it wasn't like I actually paid for them because I think he he charges like a few hundred bucks for his, but one of them I use like every day. And I'm just like, like I know the day is going to come where I drop it, but I'm just trying to really enjoy it until then. I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> yeah, you can have a little funeral for it. Yeah. I think that's a good approach though. Just like enjoy it because it was made to be used most likely yeah it's such a good and it's also like so user-friendly it's big it's got a nice handle it's really easy to clean yeah. what kind of i'm just kind of trying to like imagine the funeral i would have for like for my cups i'm like like i don't love that idea like put on some like slow blues and then like put on some dixieland jazz to like you know, yeah. like, like turn it around and introduce yeah. the new one to the family. Oh. It's like a cult. I, like ceramic bugs are like a cult, you know. Or yeah. you could glue it back together and use it to 
hold change or pencils or something? There's a mug of mine that's been floating around. I left it in my grad studio, I think. And it's just been like floating around in the studios there. And people keep breaking it and glazing it back together. So I don't, I don't know where <laughs> it is cool. now, but is like cool. two different people have glazed it back together, I know. And that's yeah. Amazing. You gotta find that mug. We have, that's like, we have to like follow that, the trail. Yeah. It's pretty fun. It's pretty funny. Adams, the mug of yours that I have is like unglazed for a big chunk of the outside. Yeah. And I'm like waiting for it to develop like a really sweet patina on it. Has but it? I, it hasn't, but I need to like leave it in the sink with some baking grease or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want it to get like weird and shiny on the outside. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Wouldn't it be? Let me know how it goes. Okay. <laughs> send, me, send me cup updates. Okay. Uh, I have a question about, you know, so for me, when I buy, when I like spend that much money on a cup, I want to hold it first to make sure it feels right in my hand, fits right. Yeah. Right. Um, and since we most likely won't be doing that for a while, right? what do you have any suggestions about what people could kind of look for if they're in the market for some nice handmade work and aren't be, aren't able to you know pick it up before try before they buy this is really funny but i've been i've been looking at plates lately more than anything really yeah because i don't mm -hmm. have to worry about the handle oh yeah huh wait to buy yeah who have you found yeah what have you found cammy knows cammy's Jason Hartso's plates. I was just gonna say that, and I was like, I, I don't. I was like, I was gonna say Jason Hartso, and then I was like, if you say it and it's wrong, it's gonna be really weird. Uh, I mean, yeah. it was just. I was just forming the words. Yeah. Uh, Gus is yeah, fanboying out on Jason Hartso so hard, Adams. Oh. Yeah, I still don't even have any. You'll of it. love his work too, Adams. It's like, it's pretty. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have such a hard time buying a mug online because I care so much about how the handle feels. Do you buy work online, Cammie? Um, you know, the truth, like, it's like, because we all sort of work around so many ceramicists, like, it's super easy to just bring something home from, like, your travels around the world, but around the, you know, around the world of ceramics. But I feel like I would just like do it. And then if yeah. I, I mean, I want to, if I'm going to buy, if I'm going to spend money on something, I'm going to like think about it. I'm going to see it and I'm going to want it. And then I'm going to think about it. And then if I still want it, like in two weeks, then I'll buy it. So yeah, I mean, I buy stuff online. I buy art and stuff online, like prints and stuff too. Yeah, when I when I do my uh, mug demo or talk for when I teach classes, I I bring out the ones a bunch of different ones from the kitchen to kind of show all students the different options they can do and like what to think about like what we've been discussing, but I always end or at least the last year I've ended on the Sarah Allwine fish mug that's in the Brooklyn Clay Kitchen that I love because it's awesome, uh, the tech employee of Brooklyn Clay, Sarah Alwine, uh, painted with underglazed little fishes on them. And it's like, ergonomically, 
it works and everything it holds the water but it it's not comfortable and it's kind of heavy but it's still like my favorite mug out of all the ones I bring because it's so cool. It's super charming. Actually, we'll try to take a picture of it and put it up on Instagram because yeah. that is, I have a, I have one of her mugs and she's like, she's like one of the best mug makers. Like one of the, where you fall into the story of the mug. Like if that's even a, a thing, like that's how she, what she does with her mugs. So yeah, they're a little clunky. But they're real they're goofy. Hard. Yeah. And they're, I mean, they're really undervalued. <laughs> they're really yeah. undervalued. She should charge a thousand dollars a mug. They're that good. So basically, anyone who's looking for a mug, buy a Sarah Alline mug. Yeah, totally. And then yeah. if you decide it's not for you, you can always flip it in like a couple years and it'll be, make some money. You just give it to us. We'll take care of it. Uh, she's making a bunch of vases right now that are really sweet. Cool. Yeah, she's bowls. Adams, do you have you looked and, at any of the um, Saint Croix pottery tour stuff? Um, no, but um, my friend Liz was in it. Oh yeah, that she you was so fun to talk right? to. Yeah. yeah, she's isn't she great? Yeah. yeah, her work's really great too. She's cool. Um, but have you? Uh, the St. Croix I, pottery tour? I've like poked around on it a little bit. I haven't looked that much. Um, I poked around on it too this week at, since we were talking about it. Yeah. It kind of like runs the gamut of um, like super pottery pottery to like, you know, new, fresh, hip, young stuff. It's like, yeah. pretty, like the breadth of the breadth of ceramics right now is so crazy. Like between, you know, old school, like heavy, hardcore pottery to like you know like super fun wacky handles and stuff it's crazy yeah. i'm into yeah, it did you end up on mike helke's website at all i think i did this has been a real fun talk is there any final finalities of supporting do you think yeah. you're ever going to come back adam um i'll come back when brooklyn clay opens i guess when is could, that <laughs> i guess you could bring us all your vegetables since you'll probably be harvesting by them yeah, yeah. i i got oh. there's some i found some really old seeds in the house my sister used to live here for a couple years um and she had bought these like purple like cause they're called purple cosmic carrots and there was a bunch of seeds that, so I'm going to hopefully have some purple cosmic carrots. What else? So I think, I think they're hallucinogenic. Is that, that's what it means? Wait, oh, for really? real? No. <laughs> oh. Adams, thanks so much for, for being with us today. Um, we really value your opinion. And um, so. Thanks for coming all the way to the recording studio. We really yeah, appreciate it. It was a hike, but well <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it's always fun to talk to you and then i guess we'll get a hot topic for um for the next for next time yeah we'll meet that hot topic next time <laughs> oh cool i need to get a good studded belt <laughs> i keep us up to date if you're gonna like uh if you're gonna start making some stuff in clay and maybe if you're gonna do some pit firings maybe we'll drive up and throw some oh yeah oh yeah yeah i know how to make a really low fire glaze out of borax 40 mule team oh really yeah it makes okay 
Yeah, it makes a glaze if you put some silica and borax together. Okay. Yeah. I might might hit you up for your notes soon. I think that's all the notes. I think that's okay. all. <laughs> that is the note. Some copper, some borax, and some flint. Mix it up and put it on. Oh. I think. That's crazy. I, I think that you should Google that. Cammy sounds really confident. So I, I know. I, I, yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. just go for it. Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> I mean, why not? You're going to get some color, a green color with some slimy shit on it. I don't know. It'll look cool. Yeah, oh, that sounds man, great. That sounds it'll look like That actually glass. sounds right up Adam's alley. <laughs> yeah. It'll look like That's glass. me. Okay. Um, all right. And then I guess. We'll see you guys next time. I guess you, we won't see you. We'll talk at you next time on the Ceramics Podcast. Don't forget to... Um, Bye, everybody. Wait. Don't forget to uh, re- leave a review. Oh, yeah. Yeah, leave a review. Yeah, send us an email or send us a message and oh, I'll read yeah. it. Totally. That would be so sweet. Tell um, us what you want to hear. Cool. Bye, everybody. Bye.